Hey, Brian. Hey, John. How are you? Storytelling, my man. I mean, <laughs> we're, talk we're talking about storytelling again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little deja vu happening, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, I, you know, since we've done... I mean, how, I don't know how many episodes, but we've done at least a couple of episodes yeah. on Culture Shock about this. But but we're coming, I think, at this this time a little differently um, since we're heading down sort of the forever skills path on this show. So I think it's a little different. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, and not only that, but uh, I'm not sure you can ever have enough conversations about storytelling because i mean it really is important i mean i i mean maybe i'm just saying that because it's a topic that i love but on top of that when you have the opportunity to talk to the guests that we have on today about this it doesn't matter if you've done 20 episodes about storytelling you do another one because honestly this guy <laughs> this guy's a beast yeah, true, true. This is, that is true. And that beast, I guess, as you refer to him, John, is actually Sean Callahan. Welcome to the show, Sean. I, I bet you don't get introduced that way very often. I, I only usually get very late at night, uh, gentlemen. But uh, no, it's terrific, terrific to be here. It's great. Thank you. Well, welcome. And I guess in the way of a little background, and, and the reason Sean gets such high and unique praise, from, I guess, from John, um, is because he's an award-winning author who wrote the book, Putting Stories to Work, Mastering Business Storytelling. He's also the founder of Anecdote International, which is a company that helps business professional engage and inspire with oral stories. You know, Sean, I noticed uh, when I was doing a little bit of stalking on your LinkedIn page <laughs> that okay. you mentioned uh, your latest program focuses on helping school teachers sort of craft and tell their school strategy stories. Now, now I don't want to get us off track here, but I got to be honest, I'm dying to know a little bit more yeah. about that. <laughs> Look, uh, it was, it's a bit of a passion project. Uh, about 10 years ago, I uh, was asked to, to give a talk to aspiring principals uh, of high schools on how to tell the story of their school. And, and as I did it, I realized this is something that they were they really appreciated and, and it made a difference in how they talked to their, their teachers, but also to their parents and, and the students. And, and so I, it just kept going and, and it was very ad hoc in the, in the first sort of first probably six or seven years. And, and then in the more recent past, we've uh, sort of put it together in a bit of a program just to help help uh, schools do a better job of communicating what they're all about. And it takes all the ideas that we, you know, apply to the large corporates that we've been working with for the last, you know, 20 years or so. So it's, it's a nice application of what we do. Well, you know, it's interesting. And the reason why it caught my interest is because, you know, it, it, communicating what you do tends to be sort of a challenge for many of us. Um, you know, even within our organization, you know, we have individuals who you can ask three different individuals what we do, and every one of them will sort of tell you something a little bit different. And so we always try to lock on what is that message. But, you know, it, it, interesting, because we'll come back to this in, in this discussion, not always is that a bad thing. Um, but mm. I, I do think that as you're trying to figure out who you are and communicate that, I do think there's some level of of consistency that needs to be there. So, so all right, Sean, so, so this is a forever skills podcast. And the whole concept here is we discuss skills that we think will never become obsolete. 
whether the robots or AI takes over <laughs> or we end up working from the metaverse or whatever happens, right? I mean, what do you think? Are, are we right in considering storytelling a forever skill? It's funny, I was reading something that Elon Musk had said in a, in a talk he gave where he said there was two industries that were probably not going to be disrupted. Well, the ones that were going to survive all the changes. And one was uh, to do with machine learning and AI. Of course, Elon's interested in all that. But the other one was anything to do with people and communication. <laughs> and really, you know, this is what this is the, uh, you know, the sort of focus of any storytelling. And I have to say, the the, the track record of storytelling, I was uh, reminded the other day that we actually were telling stories before we could speak as a, as a species, right? And the way we did it was through mime. People would be pointing at the trees and, you know, and, and sort of telling a little story. And they reckon that that happened around about 400,000 years ago. So that's a forever skill, right? That's, yeah. that's a good track record yeah, for a, I think that's a, a good, forever skill. A good legacy. <laughs> yeah, good legacy. So I don't, think it's going, I don't think it's going anywhere, right? I don't think it's, that, I don't think it's going to change too much. And I like what Elon said. That makes me feel better, at least. Um, yeah, like you're in the right spot, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm doing okay. Um, but, Sean, uh, you know, like we mentioned, we, we've, we've tackled this topic a couple times uh, on a different podcast. But, you know, here's an obvious question that we've never asked anyone who we've had on, and that's, what does business storytelling even mean? I mean, is it is it stopping in the middle of a presentation or a meeting and saying, you know, once upon a time, right? I mean, I'm obviously being sarcastic, but but honestly, can, can you maybe tell us what it is so we can all just kind of go, oh, okay, you know, I do that, or oh, that's yeah. that, you know, that's what they mean by when when they say tell a story. I just feel like it's one of those terms that gets tossed around all the time, mm. but no one ever draws a line in the sand and says, this is it. This is what it is. Yeah. I yeah. Well, I tell you, it's in my mind, it's a very simple thing. And that is to be able to make a business point by sharing an experience. It's as simple as that. And that doesn't have to be complex. It's, <laughs> John, it doesn't get any different. That's great. It get much easier than that, right? <laughs> right. Boy, this podcast now, is going to be over in about a minute. <laughs> Thanks however, for coming. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for coming. But here, there's so many mistakes people make, right? So for one of the big mistakes, and I sort of say to all the people I'm, I'm sort of teaching, is that you've got to avoid the S word, right? So the word story doesn't work for you when you're, uh, you know, dealing with business people. As soon as you say, hey, guys, I've got this story I want to share, you know, share with you, <laughs> yep. immediately especially all the number focused people in the room, they slump in their chairs and go, oh my God, you know, do we have to put up with this? Whereas if you were to rewind that and just sort of say, I've got a really interesting example I want to share with you, right? All of a sudden they're sitting up straight, they're leaning forward, they're going, oh, that's an interesting example. I've got one too, right? And now you're in a conversation. And just that simple you know, getting rid of the S word, not mentioning the word story, even worse, not, not saying I've got a funny story, right? You're just setting mm. yourself up for, you're setting yourself up for a, a problem point. actually. Um, so the other thing I'd say too, just on that definition is you gotta, you gotta have an idea of what a story is, right? Uh, unfortunately, because storytelling has become so popular these days, everyone is talking about a story, but they'll say things like, Oh, look, we've got a great story. Our, our story is really about persistence and integrity. That's our story. 
And I'm thinking, uh, doesn't sound like a story to me. Uh, right. So there's elements that make it a story. So for example, this is the basic one that you, everyone just has to listen out for, and this will determine whether something's a story or not a story, right? Two things. The first is when you hear someone start off with a time marker. So as soon as you hear someone say, oh yeah, just the other day I was, I was down, um, at the office or uh, a couple of weeks ago or a while back or in 1991, you know, as soon as you hear that time marker, you know, good chance you're about to hear a story. And then a story is a series of events. This happened, that that happened and that happened, right? If you've got those elements and you throw in uh, the fact that a story has always got some element of anticipation, you know, something that's unanticipated always has to happen for a story to be a story. Otherwise, it's just a, a sequence, sequence of events that, you know, don't really go anywhere. So they're the, they're the exam, they're the elements, if you like, of a story. Yeah, it's interesting, Sean, because when I was doing a little bit um, of research in reference to this podcast, you made a comment, and I love this. It really stuck out with me. Just because you're speaking doesn't mean you're telling a story. That was like, that to me was like so powerful because it's so true, you know, to your point, there's elements that make up the consistency of a story and just having words come out of your mouth. Isn't that so, so, so Sean, I'm going to steal a question. John asked the last guest who was on here talking about a completely different topic, because I think it will be really eye-opening for everyone listening. In fact, I'm thinking this is one we might pull out a lot for this series. So, so whether people listening, right, consider storytelling a forever skill like we do or not, it's still a skill. Mm. And and John, I love how you put it when we were speaking to our previous guest when you said, the second you call something a skill, it implies a couple of things. It implies levels. Right. And in other words, you might be really good at it and have a high skill level or need some help building it because you might sit at sort of a lower level. Mm -hmm. Or when you call something a skill, it also implies that you can learn it or build it or get better at it. Right. So Sean, this is sort of a two-part question. First, is there a way for us to know if we're any good at storytelling? In other words, can we measure or gauge our storytelling abilities or skill level? And then secondly, how can we all get better at it? Stole my question, man. Mm. I know. God, mm. wow. Yeah, look, uh, the first thing I would say is that everyone is a storyteller. So. That's sort of the base, you know, sort of Completely scenario. Agree. And, 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 I'll, <laughs> and I will give you an example that illustrates that. So um, yeah, a number of years ago, a, a researcher, an evolutionary biologist um, called Robin Dunbar, um, he did a, a study where he more or less got his PhD students to listen in on informal conversations where people didn't know he was listening in on them. Uh, they were in train stations and in cafes and... and, and um, you know, at pubs and all little places where we gather. And he found that more than 70% of the time we're speaking to each other, we're talking about who did what to whom, right? In other words, we're essentially gossiping, right? That's, that's the, the base of gossip. He, he, though, had a very positive mindset about gossip. He sort of said gossip was whenever you speak about someone when they're not in the room. And the way we do that is we tell stories. So, you know, like if you go down to a cafe, 
you'll be there with the colleagues and you'll be just sharing story after story. No one's thinking about storytelling. No one's trying to do storytelling, but that's what we're doing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But when you bring it into a business setting, things change. Um, all of a sudden, the stories disappear and we start talking in dot point form. We'll say things like, look, there are three key things that we need to focus on. And, <laughs> and because of that, and, and therefore, and in my view that, and, you know, we have this language, which is very authoritative <laughs> and very um, uh, sort of opinionated, right? It's easy to do. But going back to your question, you know, how do we tell whether you're a good storyteller? I reckon there's uh, two things I keep in mind. I reckon you're a good storyteller if you can actually share examples to make your point. Like if examples come to mind, so you're chatting away and oh, hey, I've got an example. Now that takes a bit of skill to, to do that. And I'll, I can talk about how we help build your repertoire of stories. Uh, but then I tell you to be a great storyteller, that's when you hear other people retell your stories to oh, make that same point. That's great. Right. Yep. And that then gets into, okay, so what, what makes a story retellable? Like, why would anyone recount your story, right? And that's when you see that ripple effect that goes through an organization on, on a story that's told that really is sticky and, and really is, um, you know, got that momentum to be retold. So that, that, that would be my sort of levels, different levels, just that idea of, do you have a repertoire? Do you have stories pop into your mind uh, to make a point? And then, yeah, will other people actually retell them? I love will other people actually retell yeah. them that that's such a true I mean that that actually speaks volumes because that's true I mean if if you if you made that much of an impact and someone is using that to help make an impact themselves it had to be good I love that yeah now in terms of building that skill right um, I remember hearing years ago someone said that to be a good writer you need to be a good reader right mm. uh, in storytelling, I think to be a good storyteller, you need to be a good story listener, right? Mm -hmm. You need to hear stories. Um, and just by hearing lots of stories, you'll start to build your ability, right? Once, especially if you're starting to appreciate them and sort of go, oh, okay, I see what they're doing there. And, oh, that's a good story. Why is that a good story? You know, and you pull it apart a little bit. Those sort of things will actually help you build your storytelling ability. I, I remember going to a, uh, I had to give a big, talk at a at a bank and uh, the leader jumped up in front of me you know to uh, kick off the whole session and he he gave this talk to about 500 people and it was just full of stories it was one story after story and everyone was loving it and they were leaning in and and uh, as he came off stage I, I sort of had about 15 minutes to chat with him and I sort of said that was fabulous like you know how did you learn your storytelling and he just looked at me like what I had no idea even told a story, right? Hmm. And it's because I, you know, as I spoke more to him, it turned out his whole family was storytellers. It was just part of his culture. So that's why I think surrounding yourself with stories, listening to all those TED talks, um, getting stories told, you know, as just part of your culture, sort of sharing a story every week, you know, that's associated with what's going on in your business. All that helps. But then you have to take, get a bit more systematic uh, in terms of your storytelling. And I find first thing is you've got to find stories. So you've got to use that story spotting approach that I mentioned about, you know, where are the time markers, you know, where are the, the, the events. And once you start that, you'll start to see stories everywhere. And once you see a story, you go, oh, that's a good one. 
I think I might re retell that. You've got to jot it down somewhere. By the way, don't write it out in full. Just get a few dot points, enough for you to retell it. And here's the most important thing, and that is you need to know what the point of your story is, right? <laughs> and you want to lead with your point. Now, I'm going to tell you a story, guys, and I want you to play along and see if you can come up with some, it's just a short little story I heard the other day. Um, what would be the point of this story? Okay. So um, apparently when Bill Hader and Andy Samberg, you know, the comedians, mm -hmm. uh, they started off on SNL, um, they were both going for their SNL audition, right? And neither of them knew the other person. And they ended up in an elevator together, heading up to their audition. And Andy Samberg had a backpack on full of all his props. And Bill Hader's looking at him, he's going, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't bring any props, you know, like I didn't think to bring props. And there's Bill Hader. He hasn't brought anything, right? And Andy Samberg's glancing at him sort of going, oh, my God, he didn't bring any props, <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, should I have brought props? <laughs> anyway, they both did their audition. They both got in and ended up being, you know, great comedians of, 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 of this era. So little story, guys, right? Um, but what would be a point you could draw from that story? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I think a point of the story is we all sort of prepare for things differently um, would be one thing that I would say. Yeah, right? so, so, some, 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 some people go at it with props or whatever. Others, you know, they have a different unique technique for that. So that would probably be one of the things that I would say. That's a great one. Okay, so let's go with that, right? So the way you would tell that story uh, in a business setting, let's say you've, you've got a, a range of people and they are taking different approaches, right? And you start with the point. You sort of say, you know what? It's so important that we recognize that everyone comes at things in different ways. They have different techniques, but they still get the, the same, you know, great outcome. It's funny, you know, Bill Hader and uh, Andy Samberg <laughs> were actually going for their... That's great. See what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Right. And this, this does two things for us. One thing is that business people feel a bit tense if you start into a story and they don't know what it's about, right? Because they, they're trapped. As soon as someone mm. starts the story, you've got to wait until the story's finished, right? <laughs> right. And so you're trapped in that story. And But if you... If you kind of know what the point is at the beginning, you go, okay, so what's the point? And then when the, when the story finishes or gets to that, that point in the story where the penny drops, they get a little bit of a dopamine hit and they, and, and they love it and they, they find it very memorable. So it's a great point, too, because people would sit there. You also don't want people sitting there going, why the hell is this person telling this story? Right. That's it. Right. Because we've all been there. Yeah. Right. We, we've all sat through that and it's painful. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, you know, we've already heard some stories on this podcast and, you know, I, I always try, and it can be a whole range of different types. So I told you the Robin Dunbar story and how he, um, you know, sort of worked out that issue around gossip. And so that's a, that's a research story, you know. This story is just, a, you know, everyday things happen along the way type story. You could tell stories from things that have occurred in organisations, you know, big business stories. So you never, you're not constrained in any way into the type of story, but the key thing, and this is the, the key skill, is you've got to know what the point is. And it has another great feature, 
when you know the point and you preface your story with the point, it makes your stories shorter, right? Because you now know what you're trying to deliver on. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Whereas if you don't know that, uh, how many times have you heard someone start a story and then they say things like, oh, yes, and that just reminds me. And then they go off on this little (laughs) uh, sort of side side story. and, And then, you know, Four minutes later, they're still telling this story and everyone's going, why are we listening to this? Yeah. Right? So that, to me, is is probably the most important element of storytelling that you have to get in your, in your mind, just knowing what the point is and and sharing that before you tell the story. Yeah, that's great advice. And, and, yeah. and Sean, maybe you could bring all this to life by maybe just tossing out some examples of your favorite business stories. If you have any, yeah. I mean, you know, ones mm. you've heard or told yourself, I mean, and, and, and also keep in mind the people that are listening to this come from all levels, all different roles, some of whom might even be thinking that, you know, storytelling is just for the marketing team or what have you. So feel free to sprinkle in some surprising ones across different areas as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this one, um, it's actually really good for salespeople, I find. Um, you know, uh, the situation when you're trying to get your prospect to try something out and they feel that they have already got a good solution. Like, why try this new thing? I've got a great solution. Um, and we, because we're training a group, lots of people, you know, we hear stories from all sorts of different walks of life. And this one actually came from uh, a guy in SAP, actually, uh, who was trying to convince one of his customers of you know, to try something out in their product suite. And uh, he said to his customer, he sort of said, um, you know what, I, it's, I, you know, I had a ride with my, uh, my wife uh, just recently. I've been trying to convince her to you know, upgrade her bicycle. And she keeps telling me, oh, look, I don't need a new bike. My my bike's great. I love my bike. I'm used to my bike. Um, I really don't need to to make a change. And on this particular ride, uh, the frame on her bike actually snapped. And to to get back to to her house, we had to, um, I I lent her my bike and and I just sort of carried her bike home. And when we got home, she was just, you know, grinning ear to ear, saying, oh, my God, your bike is so great. I just felt so comfortable. And and all of a sudden, you know, she was now in in the running for a new bicycle. And I said, you know, it's, it's a bit like a bit like what we're doing here. You know, you really don't know until you actually try it out. So maybe, you know, you might give this new feature a, a bit of a run, see whether you, what it feels like. And, um, uh, you know, we can have a chat about it from there. So anyway, that's a, just a little story on, you know, again, I like these stories that take day-to-day things yeah. and translate them into um, a situation you would have in business because I think you you end up really uh, connecting at a different level because they they all have their own version of that story in their mind, right? Well, it simplifies the lesson too, right? I mean, it, it, it or it even makes it just clear to everybody because everybody can relate to those stories. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing I find too is I'm not really into uh, big stories or fancy stories or really dramatic stories or anything like that. You don't need that, right? You just need a story that makes a clear point and helps people understand. And the reason I'm interested in these, well, I call them small S stories, is that 
I started storytelling work by going into organizations and collecting stories, like an anthropologist, collecting lots and lots of stories as a way to do big culture change programs. And what I discovered is that the stories told in organizations are small. There's no hero's journey. There's no, you know, amazing dramas. There's no sort of, um, you know, denouements and, you know, all that sort of fancy story talk. There's nothing like that. It's just little anecdotes, right? Um, so anyway, that's, that's certainly where my preference is. And that means anyone can do it. Yeah, and I think, Sean, one of the things that I'm hearing, though, too, is I think there's a misconception out there that there's a story to be told mm. when the reality is there's multiple stories that you can tell. You just have yeah. to define the point of your story and then apply the appropriate story to help emphasize that point, right? I mean, yes. that, that's that's kind of what I'm getting out of this entire discussion, which I think is a little different than what a lot of people think. They think that I have to stick to one story. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And and in fact, it's even stronger if you have five stories that make the same point. Right, right, right. So just continues uh, just, to reemphasize. Well, that's right. And people get bored of one story. How many times can you hear the same story? <laughs> Exactly. Adults don't like it more than once, I tell you. You know, kids will do it multiple times, but you know, you walk in, how many times you've had a leader who just has a story they love to tell? Yeah. And as soon as they kick into it, everyone goes, Oh no. <laughs> Not he's this telling again. The, again. He's telling <laughs> the surfboard again. story again, you know. <laughs> you know, some of the most powerful story programs I've seen are ones where groups of people come together and share a story on a regular basis, like around customer experience or hmm. um, to do with their strategy or, you know, or their values, for example. And it's not the storytelling that's the most important part. It's the conversation about the story, right? Yeah. Because hmm. that's where they're making meaning and that's where they're embedding and understanding and, you know, yeah. really getting a good feel for what's going on. Uh, and it's highly motivating, especially if you can see in the stories that progress is being made, right? That is highly motivating for a team. So if you're a leader out there and you want to just help your team move forward in a particular area, finding examples, sharing those examples, and then just getting people to talk about them, you know, doing what we've just done there about that story. I, I love that. I, I love Very that. Very impactful. Too. And I love that you went in how you how you started, Sean, you know, the, this idea of like going in like an anthropologist and just collecting stories. I mean, that's mm. just do you still do that? Is that still part of your business? Yeah. Yeah. It's part of our practice. And um, um, it's, you know, we call it a story listening sort of approach. It's, it's <laughs> how do you ask questions uh, that allow people to um, tell you stories, right? It's not all about just telling stories. It's about getting the stories back and making sense of them. Uh, yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll share with you a, a little document that we created, which has got 170 questions you can ask to help you find stories. So they're just uh, story eliciting questions. Gives you a good sense of how to do that. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. that. That would be great. Great. Well, Sean, uh, we really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, it's a pleasure, guys. It was great chatting. All right. So there you go, everyone. Some insight into storytelling from the beast, Sean Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> and we're actually adding his book, Putting Stories to Work, Mastering Business Storytelling, 
to into our Audible library. So feel free to check it out. You know, if you really want to do a deeper dive into this whole topic, I, I highly recommend you, you taking a listen to that. As always, if you want to join and continue the conversation, be sure to use the comment section to do so. We'll be back soon with another episode. And, and thanks, guys, for listening.